You're listening to a podcast from the South China Morning Post. Zhang Lei is a brand new mother. I just hold the baby's quiet, but if like it suddenly cry out, then we can do it. Fine, fine. okay. We joined her in the southern Chinese city of Shenzhen just weeks after she gave birth. She was living in a hotel with a confinement nanny, someone hired to prepare meals, herbal medicines, and take care of the baby, while providing guidance on being a new mother. Not long ago, this scene may not have been possible for her at 41 years old. There's a lot of uncertainties in terms of planning for a baby,、uh, but we know that we、uh, we want to have a baby. As they grow older, it gets harder for women to get pregnant. But one option came to Zhang over a dinner conversation with a friend, freezing her eggs. It's basically three steps. So first,、uh, just went there for consultation. You have a checkout session. They will give you a report、um, and then check out your your condition,、uh, and also of course give you advice in terms of methodology and、uh, also you can evaluate the the cost etc. Once you decide with the plan, the second step is just based on your your physical condition. Then they、uh, you will have a what will take like hormone injection, and then the third step is just、uh, quick surgery. Zhang said freezing her eggs wasn't an easy choice, as the decision came with judgment from others around her. Maybe this culture related. Maybe not everybody want to share their experience. Actually, including me, I actually never public share about my own experience of、uh, freeze my eggs. The fear of sharing their story is common because of stigmas, particularly faced by Asian women, says fertility doctor Gita Venkat. If somebody is going for IVF. Or any fertility treatment, there is always a stigma associated with that, saying that, oh, she is going to fertility clinic, she is having problem. Whereas somebody goes to the hospital for treatment of、uh, appendicitis or anything, nobody thinks anything about it. Dr. Venkat and I sat down to talk more about the growing popularity of fertility options for women like Jong, who simply want to keep the choice open for having babies. As well as unique barriers Asian women encounter along the way. I never regret I did that、uh, decision.、Uh, in fact, I think it served me exactly the purpose that provide me an option that I have、um, peace of mind. I'm Brian Wood here to talk about Asia. Hi, doctor. Thanks for joining me. Would you mind introducing yourself? I am the founder and director of Holly Street Fertility Clinic. And、um, I have been working in fertility for the last uh, 25, 30 years, doing this、uh, important work. Initially, I was an obstetrician and gynecology, and I was delivering babies before. And then I changed my route from delivering babies to making babies. I want to start by asking, in your experience, what are some of the common myths or misconceptions surrounding fertility procedures like egg freezing and IVF? How can we address and correct those misconceptions? Right.、Uh, yes, because、uh, in the Asian families there are like misconceptions about this fertility treatment. What happens is usually the woman comes for a checkup. Saying,、uh, doctor, we have been trying for two years and nothing has happened. So I want to have a checkup to see if everything is okay. 
and we do a checkup for them. Uh, it's, if it's okay, we tell them. If there is something, we tell them this is the issue. These are the things we can do. However, to make a baby, we also need to check that the man is okay. Because to make a baby, we need sperm and the egg. Your side of eggs and everything about it is okay. We must make sure the side of the man is also okay. But in Asian families, it is difficult to make the man come and have a test. They usually say, no, doctor, my husband is very healthy. He's fit. He goes to the gym every other day and he's not overweight. I'm sure he, everything will be all right with him. I always say that doesn't mean that his sperm count is all right or is performing well. We must check his side to make sure it's okay. So there is again, um, there is a conception that any problem with uh, fertility, it's only to do with the female, nothing to do with the man. That is the conception, you know, like that's what they think in Asian countries. You're based in the UK, so you'll be speaking in pounds, but how much does it cost to freeze eggs? So the egg freezing normally costs something like 3500 for the treatment, okay? And then they need all these hormone injections. And these are expensive injection that will uh, sort of cost between 1000 to 1500 depending on how much dosage they use. Each woman is different depending on their ovarian reserve and their age. They might need different dose. According to the dose, the cost will vary. So we have a rough estimate of 1000 to 1500 and also they do the checkup first. So including everything, I would say the cost is around five to 6,000 pounds. And this includes the storage of the eggs as well. We must remember every month they have to pay for the storage. It is 30 pounds per month, or they can pay annually at a rate of 360 pounds per year. I know you're based in the UK, but our podcast is called About Asia. So maybe you could help provide an overview of the landscape of egg freezing and IVF in Asia, if you have any comments on that. See, if people think that in Asia, the population is high. There is no need for IVF. But actually, there is. Because there is a group of women who are able to have children normally and go, and that is uh, okay. But there is always another group where they are in a sort of not able to have children easily. And that group needs fertility management, including IVF treatment, ICSI treatment, depending on what the issue is. And they will need IVF treatments. Therefore, IVF uh, clinics are helpful to make these women achieve their dreams because of having a baby. In the UK, we, our clinics, one third of our patients are Asians. And we also get a lot of young girls coming and freezing eggs. But in Asian families, one uh, helpful thing which I see is the parents usually help the girls to freeze their eggs. They pay for this. Whereas in other communities, the woman has to find the money to freeze their eggs. Whereas in Asian families, the parents pay for the daughter to freeze her eggs, which is very helpful. It's usually like uh, the Asian parents help them to go to the university, pay for their education. 
Similarly, nowadays they help them to freeze their eggs also, which I think is a very good sign, very healthy sign. Who are the women coming into your clinic? Now in Asia, as well as in Western world, women are working and also what they do is like they are interested in developing their career. They want to progress and they want to settle down in life and then only start the family. Therefore, now the starting the family is delayed to a later age. Previously, it was happening in 20s. Now it is moved to 30s because my mom had me when she was 20. But when I had my child, I was 30. And now it is getting, or women are getting older, it's becoming more than 35. Our average age of the people who are having IVF treatment in our clinic is 38 years. And because we are delaying the childbearing age or starting the family, so many of them lose the potential to have their own genetic baby. Especially in Asian women, their ovarian reserve or AMH starts going down at an earlier age. There have been some research conducted in the UK, in Scotland. They found that 32-year-old Asian woman behaves like a 36-year-old Caucasian woman. Therefore, we sort of go through that at an earlier age, Asian women. And we should be aware of that. Therefore, if somebody is going to postpone having the child, they should think of their options. That is why now egg freezing has come as a useful tool in their treatment. What are some barriers women face to receiving a freezing treatment? Well, only thing is the cost, because it is an expensive treatment. And at a young age, say, when someone is between 25 and 30, they may not have saved so much money and that cost of 5,000, 6,000 may be prohibitive for them. That's one of the problems. And previously we used to think that there could be some stigma, but with the egg freezing, we find that there is no stigma. Whereas in the Asian population, if somebody is going for IVF or any fertility treatment, there is always a stigma associated with that, saying that, oh, she's going to fertility clinic, she's having problem. Whereas somebody goes to the hospital for treatment of uh, appendicitis or anything, nobody thinks anything about it. Whereas, oh, she's having IVF, as if it's a taboo, they don't talk about it. People are afraid to tell their friends and the family uh, that they are having IVF treatment because there is always a stigma about it. However, there is no stigma associated with egg freezing because this has become a very common, the social egg freezing, and it is for good reason they are doing it. And also the facility is available all over the place, like in Western countries as well as in Asia, in all over the place like China, Hong Kong, and India, Malaysia, everywhere, this egg freezing facility is available and success rates are similar. They are not very different if they freeze by vitrification. What is the success rate for egg freezing? And then how about actually being able to fertilize them? Okay, right. So that is a very interesting question and a good question because 
we always talk about success rate in IVF and everything. Here I said that, you know, 90% of the eggs survive when we take it out from the freezer. But what is the chance of those eggs giving rise to a baby? That is the next question. That, of course, depends on the age of the woman. It is not the same for everybody. And uh, there are some formula, we have some uh, apps with which you can calculate. Supposing a 37-year-old woman has got 20 eggs frozen, and what are her chances of having a baby if she you know, takes the eggs out? It probably that it will say something like 70% or something like that. That means she has got a 70% chance of having a baby from these eggs. But having said that, like you mentioned, it varies from clinic to clinic and country to country. And everything depends on the standard of the clinic and standard of the country. And sometimes, you know, you can see that uh, the IVF clinic claim 90% success rate. That is very rare. And that does not uh, uh, happen in all the IVF clinics. 90% we don't see. We, we are doing research to make the success rate to 90 and 100% so that every person who comes to have IVF will be able to go home with a baby. The important thing with the egg freezing is the age at which the woman freezes her eggs. That is the reason we say, don't freeze your eggs when you are 40 and when you think that, you know, you don't, you haven't met Mr. Right, so I will go and freeze my eggs. 40 is late. You must freeze your eggs when you are young. Supposing a woman freezes her eggs at 30, the quality will be much better than a woman who is freezing the eggs at the age of 40. Say both of them have 20 eggs. The chance of success with the woman who is 30 will be much higher than the woman who is 40 when she froze her eggs. That is the difference. And uh, suppose another question people ask me is, if you keep the eggs frozen for a long time, Say, for example, one year and 10 years, will the success rate be different? The success rate will not vary with the duration of freezing. Whether you freeze for one year, freeze for 10 years, it is not going to vary. In the UK, the regulating body, Human Fertilization and Embryology Authority, allows women to keep their eggs frozen up to 55 years. Okay, so they have plenty of time. And the success rate doesn't fall because the, we have kept the eggs frozen for a long time. The most important thing in success rate is the age at which the eggs are frozen. Therefore, that's why we tell them, look, if you haven't got a partner and you are not going to have a baby in the near future, come and freeze your eggs so that it will be like an insurance policy. People think that if I freeze the eggs, I have to use them. I can't try naturally. It doesn't work like that. See, you freeze the eggs at 30, you meet with someone at 35, and you want to start family at 35. You can try naturally at the time. You don't have to start with IVF using those eggs. If natural method doesn't work, then this will be like a backup, like plan B. Or you might be able to have your first baby at 35, and when you want to have a second baby at 39, you might find it difficult. 
then you can use this. So that is another thing because it's like a backup or insurance. They say it's like an insurance policy for me for future babies. That's why they do that. And uh, But at the same time, people are also concerned that when we freeze the eggs, oh, they are taking 20 eggs from me. That means I won't have any eggs for later use. So I can't have a baby naturally also. That is another concern. It is not like that. Every month, 10 eggs or 12 eggs come to the surface and only one of them will grow and become a mature egg and release the egg that is ovulation. That is how women get pregnant naturally. And all the other eggs which start developing in the initial stages, they will all die that month. And then another set of 10 to 12 eggs will come next month. Therefore, we are not taking extra eggs from inside to free. Those eggs would have died anyway that month. Women would have wasted those eggs anyway that month. What we are doing is giving hormones, growing those eggs and freezing them. Therefore, women will not run out of eggs after freezing their eggs because this is a very common concerned question women have. Another thing is they can try naturally and have children naturally after freezing their eggs. That's not going to be a problem. Third thing is they will not go through menopause early because of freezing their eggs. That's also not affected. So there is no side effect or permanent effect because of egg freeze. Okay, so you've mentioned some barriers to receiving fertility treatments, like the cost of procedures and social stigmas. Is there anything that you believe that governments can do to improve accessibility? Yes, I think that is a good question, a little bit political also. And also it varies from country to country and what the government believes in. First of all, education of the people. And previously... You know, we were educating girls about these periods and conception and, uh, you know, they start having sex out to not get pregnant and everything. Uh, but at the same time, we must educate the girls about there is a time limit for your fertility. Therefore, you can't just take it for granted that, you know, you can have children at the age of 35, 40, 45, no problem, as long as I have periods. I will have baby. It's not like that. You have a limited period. Unlike men, you have a limited period. That is the age of reproduction. And you must make sure that you have plenty of eggs. So everybody should have a fertility checkup. I think the government should allow everybody to have a fertility checkup to know where they are. And especially in certain cases, say a 25-year-old woman, if she has endometriosis, her egg count will be low, in which cases she should be allowed to freeze their eggs so that it will come useful later on when she wants to have a baby. Or if somebody has got uh, some other condition like cysts in the ovary or um, endometrial adenomyosis and other things also can reduce their number. Or in some families, the women go through menopause early in which case, I think these days, women should come and freeze their... First of all, they should have a checkup. The government should help such women to have a checkup. And if they want to freeze their eggs, the government should help them. I think in some countries, they are helping. And some private companies, they are helping such women, employees, 
but whether the government is able to do it free of charge, it is debatable. It depends on the funds available to the government. I think that will be the uh, ultimate aim for the women group uh, to achieve that, which will be very helpful. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this conversation that would be important for a listener to hear? Yes. Um, so uh, two things I will say. One is women, you know, when they come to the clinic or hospital for freezing their eggs, they are scared a little bit. Oh, my God, what is it going to be? It is going to be painful. I just want to say, don't be scared. It's not painful or anything. And also, they won't take out all your, they won't rob your eggs and leave you with no eggs. It doesn't happen. You will be back to normal and you can start trying naturally from next month. and It will not affect in any way. And I think if the government is, uh, you know, helpful to set up projects for school education about fertility, what age they should check fertility, and they should be aware of their age. Because unlike men, there is an age limit for women to have the babies with their own eggs. If they want that, they should be aware of it and they should do the right thing for that. It's always, it is a new technique, but it is a successful one and it's very helpful for women. I would highly recommend it to professional women or any woman who wants to delay the child bearing. And I think it's a positive thing to women's health. That was Dr. Geeta Venkat. I'm Brian Wood, and thanks for listening.